0: Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
1: Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. It is week four. It is Tuesday. That means I get to talk football with my friend Frank Schwab. I'm Scott Pianowski, your co-host. Of course, you know Frank doing all things Wagering, Yahoo Sportsbook Daily, all NFL content, and we'll bring him in a minute. Remember, our lines that we talked today are from our friends at BetMGM, and they've got a, a deal. If you're a new user, a new subscriber to their site, you can create a BetMGM account, place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. If your bet loses, you get that bet about up to $1,000 added back to your account in free bets. Must be age 21 or over in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. And of course, terms do apply. Go to betmgm.com slash yahoo to get started and use the promo code yahoo when making that first deposit. That house cleaning out of the way, it's time to talk football. This is really my work week, my favorite hour of the week or so. Uh, talk to my buddy, talking some football, some handicapping, some fantasy, Hello, Frank Schwab. You know, and it's it's to me too
0: because I feel like hopefully, anyway, we we come up on some winners. We we you change my mind sometimes to get on some winners. I'll even say this by the way, talk about it, BetMGM and signing up. If you do sign up, go uh, Pamela Maldonado, who I respect obviously, our colleague, and, and she's she's been on a hot streak. Pointed out that Dak Prescott is still plus one thirty five for comeback player of the year. You could tell me that was minus five hundred, and I would believe it. I mean, Dak Prescott's winning that award. Go grab that bet. I think that there's no chance that that ticket doesn't triple in value. I mean, it, it, you're going to be happy to have that ticket in a month. Dak looks great. The Cowboys look great. And what an easy narrative. I'm trying to think who would be the second choice on that. I think I, Burrow. I, can't think of new... I, I think it was there, okay. there was somebody else, but Burrow was was up. The Burrow was the only other name where I was like, wait a second, uh, that one. No, no, it's the Cowboys. It's Dak. Comeback player of the year is 100% narrative driven. And it's going to be impossible to push Dak off of that pedestal. He's He is, uh, unless he gets hurt, which, hey, that's what happened to me last year with all my Dak props. Unless he gets hurt, he's winning that award. So plus 135, Pam is on that one. I I grabbed a piece of it at Ben GM just now. And I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be a ticket we, we that I enjoy holding.
1: Yeah, it feels like some free money. We like to talk about props here in addition to the games of the week. And let me just get two really quick opinions from you mm-hmm. before we jump into the slate. I know last year we did a lot of MVP investing. We we got some early stake in Mahomes. And then when we saw the narrative shifting to Aaron Rodgers, we got really good Rodgers prices. And then even as the price went down, it just seemed more and more likely he was a dunk. Bottom line is we ended up making, I think, a pretty good profit on Aaron Rodgers. I know it's early. It's only three weeks in and we have a 17-week season now. But has anything... Tempted you in the MVP market. I'll just list the, the favorites right now over at BetMGM: Kyler Murray plus seven hundred, which is seven to one. Uh, Mahomes is eight hundred. Brady plus eight hundred. Stafford plus eight hundred. Josh Allen plus nine hundred. Aaron Rodgers is plus a thousand. Uh, Justin Herbert plus eleven 1, hundred. You can go to BetMGM, check out the whole field. Have you put a? Have you positioned yourself? yet in the MVP market?
0: Uh, Just preseason. I I did Mahomes because I always think he's going to be good odds. And I'm not giving up on that. Look, MVP is rarely won. And look, Russell Wilson was the runaway favorite about this time last year. It's not an award that's won in September. It's an award that's won in November and December. So I really am not worried about Patrick Mahomes. If that team ends up getting hot, he'll be hot. Uh, He'll be just fine in that race. I have a lot of Josh Allen. I, I came around to him when I really was thinking the Bills are just going to air it out. Uh, Josh Allen's got a chance to set some records. And I feel very good about it after last Sunday. I thought he played well. I, I have pretty good odds on him. I feel good about Josh Allen. The one name that I might be investing in is Dak, though. I, it's, again, when you're betting on MVP, or any award, really, part of it is the players. Part of it is who's the best player. Part of it is handicapping the voters. And You could just see this narrative coming, all right? If the the Cowboys are good, they're on TV all the time. We talk about them all the time. Dak is such an kind of an easy guy to root for. He has the backstory. Obviously, the the terrible thing to happen with the injury and his brother, and he's had such a tough run for him to come back. And he's playing at a great level. That offense is going to score a ton of points. I mean, he has so many guys to throw to. Dak's going to put up numbers. And if the Cowboys are a winning team, he's going to be in that mix too. And if 14 to 1, yeah, that might be a ticket I want to punch now because I, I don't think that... Just like comeback player of the year, I don't think that ticket's going up. I don't think you're going to find in a month that he's 20 to one. I think it's just going to keep – you're going to keep getting lesser and lesser odds on that. And you'll want to invest right now if you want to get Dak Prescott.
1: My one concern with Prescott with respect to that is that unless one player blows away – first of all, we know the quarterback's going to win the MVP. I mean, the, the voters have spoken on that. J.J. Uh, Watt, you know, probably was the best player in football the year he didn't win. MVP Easily the best.
0: A, don't get me started, Scott. You know, that's once in a subject. while. A running
1: back wins. Jerry Rice. I, look, I'm a, about as big a John Elway fan as you'll find. But Jerry yeah, Rice was, Jerry a, Rice was the been. MVP in 1987. If Jerry Rice couldn't win MVP, no other receiver is going to win it ever. Because you know, Randy Moss could have won it in 2007, as far as I'm concerned. Here, He or Brady would have been fine. But just quarterbacks dominate. That's the way it is. Unless one quarterback has just a, a season that blows everybody away. I feel like you also need the backing of the team that plays into the narrative and you probably need to be like the first or second seed in your conference or, or something about your team has to be compelling. And I just wonder if I look at some of the, and, and Grant, you're not getting the, the greatest odds on some of these guys, but what if the Buccaneers go 13 and four, you know, Tom Brady, a plus 800. What if Matt Stafford, right. Released from purgatory in Detroit. And have we ever seen a team more, punished by the football gods than Detroit now (laughs) to complete that you know I mean you know they didn't they didn't call it delay a game on on Baltimore and then Justin Tucker makes a kick from the moon that hits the crossbar and goes over yeah what could be more Detroit Lion than that but Stafford plus 800 what if the Rams go 14 and three Josh Allen a plus 900 what if Buffalo is the number one seed in the AFC which right now I think is a very plausible chance of happening I'm just concerned with Dak it might be an 11-6 Cowboys team as opposed to one of these other teams that sure. maybe has a thirteen or fourteen win outcome in their reasonable range.
0: Yeah, and uh, the, the one other name I will throw out just because I feel like I'm obligated to after arguing with Charles Robinson about this on Sunday, Derek Carr twenty two to one. It's not sure. What if they win the AFC West? I, I Look, we're going to we're going to talk about the Raiders in a little bit, but they have three quality wins right now. Derek Carr's playing out of his mind and. I think the valley's you know been extracted. If you if I love Derek Carr, I should have bet him two three weeks ago. But still twenty two to one. You could talk you could talk yourself into a story where he's kind of the weird you know oh wow this guy came out of nowhere type of story. It just puts up these huge numbers. That offense is really clicking. Like you said, it's going to be a quarterback. We we all know that. So eliminate everybody else because if, look, if Derrick Henry ends up winning it, fine. I'll just lose that year. The one out of 15 years that somebody other than a quarterback wins, I'll just lose money those years. I'll be fine with that. Look at quarterback, see who can you talk yourself into, and the list is pretty short. I I get Brady and Stafford. They're great picks. I just didn't love them at at 8-1. to I'd rather go a little further down the board. But I do think as I sit here, if you ask me, Who's going to be MVP this year? I'll, I'll, I'm sure we'll talk about the Bills later. It's Josh Allen. The way he looked last week, I think this Bill's team. We got thrown off the set in week one because they lost. This is a really, really good football team.
1: Another reason I think it's hard for running backs to win is because they have the Offensive Player of the Year award. And so many times when an, when a running back has a fantastic season or your wide receiver or whatever, they think, OK, give him Offensive Player of the Year. But it's hard to to Justify. I mean, if, if the NFL redrafted, the first bunch of picks would all be quarterbacks. I mean, it's just the most important position in sports. We all know that. You mentioned Derek Carr, and I, I can't think of a player or an offense I was more wrong on for handicapping purposes, for fantasy purposes. Uh, you know, I had a big tease on the Steelers in Week Two, which which looked about as dumb as can can be. The, the Raiders were clearly the better team. They played two exciting overtime games since then. Meanwhile, the Chiefs continue to be one of the worst bets in sports right now, other than anybody playing the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> ever since november uh, the chiefs have not blown anybody out in a long time and they're right now they're one and two so again before we get into the slate just a really quick discussion on the afc west odds which i think are fascinating the chiefs even at one and two are still minus 125 to put up more money than you would win on a chief's bet and then you have three interesting underdogs if you can mm-hmm. separate them the broncos three and oh but a week schedule they're plus 350 the Chargers, who just went to Kansas City and won, and Justin Herbert, what a talent he is, plus 475. The Raiders, even at 3-0, and they're, they're still plus 550. Do you see, if I gave you a free ticket, if I said, Here, here's 100 bucks, Frank, go bet it on the AFC West, what, do you, what would you do with it? Boy, how many times are you going to see a 3-0 team
0: but 550 to win our division, right? Like, I mean, that's crazy, but it's a ticket I punched before the year, and I think you did too, As Chargers win the AFC West. I still believe in this Chargers team, and with that win at Arrowhead in their back pocket, I really like them going forward. Justin Herbert's legit. Like, he is a legit star. He is a heck of a quarterback. I really like what they're doing to Mike Williams, Eckler, Keenan Allen. They have stars on defense as long as Derwin can stay healthy. I like this Chargers team, and I, I probably might, I might still invest on them because I think these odds are – I think there's bad odds, to be honest. Are the Chiefs going to win the division? I don't know, probably, but should it be minus 125 right now? No, I don't think so at all. And like you said, I, you put it really well. You can make an argument for any one of these three teams. I can make an argument for the Broncos. Like, Yeah, they haven't beat anybody, but their defense is really good. They do have good skill position guys. Teddy looks great. Teddy looks reborn, and that's a great story too. But if you're asking me, you know, you got to kind of pick one of these teams if you're going to bet against the Chiefs to fade them. I don't think you can bet all three and really turn a profit. So for me, it's the Chargers. But you talk me into the other two. If you have conviction on any of the other three, I, there's a lot of value in these odds.
1: I think I agree with your takeaways, which is don't bet the Chiefs at that price. And I think the Chargers are the most appealing of the other three. And I, I think I'm going to be putting a stake on the Chargers when we end this call. Okay, let's get jump into the slate. As usual, we'll start with the primetime games. Then we'll take kind of the filet of the Sunday games, and then we'll go speed round as time allows over the rest of the slate now Jaguars at Bengals is our Thursday game it always feels like there's something there's a team you don't want to watch on Thursday I'll, I'll let you know that the Rams and Seahawks are playing next Thursday so we're getting a break Ooh, next <laughs> week nobody wants to watch Urban Meyer no right now all the rookie quarterbacks seem to be struggling the Jaguars are catching seven and a half at Cincinnati who's two and one right now the Bengals look pretty good the over under is 45 and a half. I'll let you go first what do you see in this one Uh,
0: I'm going to, again, this is, can we just find the old clip? Because I'm just going to say, I'm just going against whoever's playing the Jaguars every single week until they prove me otherwise. I think I'll end up being profitable by the end of the year. This Jaguar seems terrible. Like, they're awful, like, shockingly awful. I, I thought this would be the Texans. I thought the Texans would be this absolutely unwatchable, getting blown out by 40 every week type of team. The Jaguars lost by 12 on Sunday, and yet it felt disappointing for the Cardinals on the road. Like, you were like, man, the Cardinals played terrible, and they still ended up winning by 12. I, Urban's terrible. He, he's going to be gone soon. He's ruining Trevor Lawrence by asking him to do too much. That flea flicker they ran at Ether to pick six on looked literally like they drew it up on the sideline and never practiced and never really thought about blocking or anything. Like it was just, just epitomized it. This is a, I don't, do I love the Bengals over a touchdown? Not really, but I'm not taking the Jaguars. You you will not see me with a Jaguars ticket unless it's like, we get to the point of the season where it's like, okay, Jaguars are 22 point underdogs in this game. Please take them. Maybe then, not a seven and a half. Bengals, easy. There's no way I want any Jaguars action.
1: Yeah, I, I'm leaning Bengals with the straight spread. And, and this is a game that is absolutely screaming to be the front leg of a tease, right? Take yes, take the Bengals yes. down to one and a half, get past the key numbers. What Jacksonville does best, the one thing I can say I like about Jacksonville is they're finally getting James Robinson more work every week. And, and he had there's one drive that eight play scoring drive, all rushing plays. Of course, they had to throw a little Carlos in there just to bother us. Because he's but from Robinson, Ohio State. That's why. That's the only reason. Exactly. But Robinson's a good player. But the Bengals Very actually good. outstanding against the run. They're only allowing 3.1 yards per carry. So if that defense can be competent, I think Burrow's been good. I don't think Burrow's been out of his mind good. But off that major in, knee injury, and as late as it happened in the season, we didn't know what version of Burrow we were going to get. I mean, Jamar Chase had a terrible preseason. He seems to fit in this offense really well. So my advice to everybody would be front leg tease the Bengals w- with somebody else who who seems to fit. The suit. I'm leaning Bengals. sorts it's the spread. I just hate to give a lot of points with any team that I'm, I'm not in love with. But man, the Jaguars are making a strong. I assume they're number 32 in your power rankings oh, right yeah. now. Yeah, they might be even
0: 33, 34 next. Yeah, year. You, yeah. you know, so just yeah, put Alabama move Winnipeg, ahead Blue of them. Of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, ahead like of them. Sure. Uh, by the way, real quick, real, uh, survivor pool. Everybody's going to pick the Bills this week, and I'm not saying they're going to lose. But it's always a good feeling to be in the in the door on Thursday night. I last week I had Carolina. I got them. So I, I might be going Bengals this week to to just feel like, okay, I don't have any stress this weekend when everybody else, Yeah, a little bit of a contrarian play when everybody else can
1: it. It is a nice feeling. You can sit back and enjoy the Sunday. So uh, I don't know if you knew about this, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> with their shiny 44-year-old quarterback are going to New England. Uh, the Patriots have been one of the most boring teams in football. Mac Jones, by default, I guess, has been the rookie quarterback who's played the best. Uh, but the Patriots have not shown a lot on offense. Uh, the Patriots are fetching six and a half as the home underdog. The over under is 49. I think this is a really hard game to bet. Uh, I, I would lean Buccaneers, but man, going against Belichick, yeah, you get to figure the defense will at least challenge Tampa Bay. How do you see the Sunday night premier game? Yeah, it,
0: you got to dig through the narratives here. I, I mean, if you're the Patriots, you want to play well against Brady, right? Like, he, he's, you know, you want you like play, you compete hard against your friends, always. And these guys have a ton of respect for Brady, but yet they want to beat them. I don't know that the Buccaneers really feel anything going in this game. It's only Brady, I guess, and Gronk. But it's like, okay, it's a, it's a Patriots game. We don't really get fired up for this. I think a Patriots are going to come out and play well. I think Belichick is going to have his, whatever his best plan is against Tom Brady, it's going to be right now. I think six and a half, I'd take six and a half. I, I think that the Patriots are going to keep this close. I don't know that they're going to win. But I do kind of like the comfort of the six and a half at home. You know, the crowd's going to be into it. They're going to give Brady the standing O at the beginning, as they should. They should a standing O should last about ten minutes, if not more. But once that dies down, they're going to want to beat that guy, and the, the Patriots don't want to go one, or one and three. So I really like the kind of a desperate Patriots team here. I think the defensive line is going to be really, really good by Belichick. I think they're going to be fired up to beat Brady, their longtime teammate and not because of revenge or anything like that, but just, you know, Hey, you, you want to play well against again, guys you respect guys. You, you're you friends with old teammates. And so I think the Patriots could be really fired up. And I, I think they at least keep this one close.
1: Yeah. I'm curious to see if new England's passing game can get something going. Uh, they've mm-hmm. tried to, I think they've tried to hide Mac Jones for three weeks and they played in games where maybe you get away with that. Uh, a lot of the Patriot totals earlier in the, in the season were very low. This is a 49 point total. It's going to be, you're going to need to score 24 27 30 points to win this game and i don't think you can do that with harris i don't think you can do that with you know, jj taylor you know you're gonna let have to let mac jones let the let it rip and, and if he makes mistakes he makes mistakes new england defense has played pretty well so i i side towards taking the points. so i think i'm gonna Maybe this is just a narrative-driven thing, but I, I just can see Gronkowski spiking. I think he's going to – they've used him a lot around the goal line. First of all, all, all Buccaneers touchdowns have to be authorized by Tom Brady. Uh, Chris Godwin's <laughs> the only player to score a touchdown independent of Brady this year. So um, I'm going to look into some Gronk prompts and props and maybe some Brady props. And mostly I'm just going to enjoy this game as a football fan. Really good – we talked about the AFC West earlier. Monday night game. I mean, the Ra- it's always fun when the Raiders play on Monday night. Uh, the chargers you know if you were drafting from scratch nfl i think patrick mahomes is still easily the number one pick i think justin herbert could be the number two pick yeah. in a start over nfl that's how much i'm in love with this guy i'm curious who you would pick second if you would pick josh allen or one of the other quarterbacks uh, the chargers are three and a half point favorites it's a juicy total of 52 and a half. should be a fun fantasy game uh tell me how you side on this game and also answer my question i've taken mahomes in a start fresh nfl draft who would you take second
0: that's an amazing question. I, I, I still want to be contrarian and say Aaron Donald, but he's getting up there in age. I don't think you're wrong. I, I think that the, the only other argument you can really make is Josh Allen. When you when you factor in age and everything, I mean, Justin Herbert has just got such a live arm. He knows where to go with the ball. And I think kind of retrofitting this all, I have more appreciation for Justin Herbert's rookie year after watching these rookies struggle you, you're reminded, like, it's not always easy, as Justin Herbert made it look. We all thought these guys were going to come in a ball right away, right? Like, you are like, well, oh, Justin Herbert threw 30-some touchdown passes. Of course, Trevor Lawrence is going to be great. Of course, Zach Wilson is going to be great. No, no, the NFL is really, really hard, and the, Justin Herbert's rookie year is going to kind of appreciate and value. Like, we're going to be like, that That was a special season as a special player, so I have no problem with taking Justin Herbert second. Uh, as far as this game goes, the .5 is just, the hook is just killing me right here, because I got it early in the week when it was minus three, and I think that the Chargers win. But once you get over three and a half, you're like because I think I respect the Raiders. I respect what they've done. I think their offense is legit. They have already played two long overtime games, which I do think takes a toll on you a little bit. Uh, so that that pushes me a little bit more towards the Chargers. I'll take it the Chargers either way, whether it's three or three and a half. But obviously, you always want three more than three and a half. So that worries me a little bit. But it's still Chargers for me. I, I still. Look, now we're seeing like, you know, that loss of week two to the Cowboys wasn't so bad. Like yeah, it was, that was a reasonable loss and you know, I had a really really impressive win last week. I think the Chargers team is good. I finally think we can trust the Chargers. We'll see. I might not be saying that next Tuesday. I'll, I'll be cursing them a little bit, but uh, Chargers for me. I think the Chargers are the right side here.
1: Well, let me ask you this. I felt during the Buccaneers Rams game that the Rams had a legitimate home field advantage that LA there's a lot of celebrities who were taken to the Rams and that was, that was a really hard ticket to get. It helped that the, the bucks were on the other side and Brady and all you know, the other defending Super Bowl champs. I fear. And, and look, maybe the crowd just doesn't affect. And we talked about home field advantage. Doesn't mean anywhere near as much as it used to, but I, I just imagine this game where there's going to be like as many Raiders fans as Chargers fans. I mean, the Raiders right. obviously played in Los Angeles for a long time. They were in Oakland forever. Vegas is still just three or four hours away. You know, I mean, the guys, the swingers went there, you know, on a school night. So you know, LA and Vegas is—I is, think it's a four-hour drive, depending on how yep. fast you drive. Mm-hmm. And and you know, yes, yeah, we're going to have the Rain Man suite. We'll be up five hundred by midnight. I just wonder. I, I just wonder what the Chargers have to do to capture the imagination of the LA sports fan. Yeah, the Rams right. have so much star power. They've already been to a Super Bowl in the McVay era. The Chargers still, when we think of the Chargers, we still think of them charging games. I, they seem like they almost wanted to try to lose that Chiefs game last week with playing the clock wrong and just making some odd decisions. I know these are all kind of flimsy narrative things. I do think the Chargers are a better team. The hook has me leaning towards the Raiders. I don't think this will give me a game, I'll bet. But I'm very curious to see how the crowd, if it's 50-50, if it's 60-40 Raiders, I'm, I'm curious if the Chargers are going to have, when they played those years in the soccer stadium, they had no home field advantage. When mm-hmm. they played in San Diego at the last few years, remember Pittsburgh came in on a Monday night? It was a game in, practically in Pittsburgh. I mean, that part of that is the Steelers Nation and all that. I'm really curious to see if the crowd affects this game, and if so, towards who?
0: It, it would be towards the Raiders. I mean, having grown up in Southern California, knowing a bunch mm-hmm. of people still there, you know, went to high school there it's a raiders town basically even more so than the rams at at some point it's the chargers relocation was the dumbest relocation in sports history it just was i've written about this they're the only team that moved and the city they were moving to did not want them like everybody else you get this boost right you get this like hey we got this crowd every game's gonna be sold out And, and la was like what are you doing here we don't want you we already got a team we we or we're a bunch of transplanted steelers fans or packers fans or cowboys fans it, it was a bad relocation this is going to be a raiders crowd no doubt but again I mean, if if home field doesn't doesn't matter then having a reverse home field doesn't matter either i just don't i don't think it's going to affect this game i still think the chargers are just the better team but you know, again hey if, if the raiders went out and won this game they got three quality wins already i, I wouldn't be too shocked
1: i feel like i got to take a lot back about what i said about john gruden i'm still not completely in love with him as an overall coach, but they have a passing game that threatens every quadrant of the field. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have a perfect guy on third and five. They throw the seven yard pass to Renfro. A Waller is an absolute matchup nightmare. They're, they're getting Henry Ruggs, you know, a perfect post-type sleeper, right? I mean, you know, he, he had the unfortunate uh, business of being the first pick in a loaded receiver draft. He didn't do that much rookie year. It, it doesn't mean he's Nikhil Harry. I mean, Henry yeah, Ruggs he's can made still nice play. And Brian nice Edwards players, looks like yeah. a nice player yeah. too. And and you, you throw Carr in, who's always been unflappable. And this is a guy, you talked about him as a sleeper MVP candidate. He's gotten MVP votes before. I mean, he hasn't won the award, yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, was it but, 2016, I mean, was it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, he's, um, I find myself falling in love with this Raiders team, and I never thought I would say that. That's the NFL, the <laughs> snow globe. And, and in three weeks, I, I may be cursing John Gruden again, but we'll, we'll see if that happens. One real quick thing about Raiders, the Raiders
0: that I want to point out that uh, we talked about with Charles on Sunday is that, once teams saw, okay, oh, he targeted Darren Waller 21 times. You go back to last year's film and he was doing the same thing. Right, we're going to take Darren Waller away. You're going to have to beat us elsewhere. Derek Carr said, okay, I can do that. And he's done it. And that's the most impressive thing to me about the Raiders' offense the last two weeks. This is It's not just a Darren Waller show. It is, okay, Darren Waller's still been fine. He's still a very good player. He's, he's had impact on games. But it's been, we're going to take Darren Waller out of this game. You're going to have to beat us elsewhere. And the Raiders have been able to do it. And now... Defensive coordinators coming in are saying, Well, what do we do now? We can't we we can't take our attention off Waller because he's just gonna kill us with him, but yet they have other options now. That's been the most impressive thing about the Raiders offense to me.
1: I also like that Gruden when Kenyon Drake Blew a block last week. He just said, "You know what, Peyton Barber's our best dancer today. I'm going to play him. I don't care who gets the money. I don't care what the contract says. I don't care what we we thought three months ago. Who gives us the best chance to win today? Which I, which I think is good coaching. Let's transition to the Sunday slate. I mentioned the Chiefs have just been what, what are they like two two twelve and one, one or something one, in the last one, 12 and
0: one one twelve and one yeah. So they November have been 1st. a
1: ticket ripper for several months uh the eagles i don't think the eagles did anything right on monday night it felt like that was like a 50 to 3 game i know the final score wasn't quite that lopsided three offensive linemen maybe out in this game so it's it's hard to feel good about the eagles but i just can't i'm not laying points with the chiefs right now the chiefs are six point road favorites the total is 54 and a half as flawed as the eagles are I and mean, they may just be a bad football team i can't spot the i can't spot six points with the chiefs on the road to a team that isn't a doormat i have to take the points
0: uh, I think this team might be a doormat. I, I, were we just thrown off the scent in week one because it hasn't looked good the last two weeks? And the, the beauty of against the spread records is they usually come back to the mean at some point. The, the books adjust, the uh, the betters whatever. And I think it, it, there's a game where the Chiefs just say, you know what? We're one and two. We're last place we're sick of this we're gonna go beat the heck out of somebody well okay here you go eagles (laughs) enjoy i think that this if you were to tell me like yeah that game ended up being 45 to 14 i said okay yeah that 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 actually makes a little bit sense to me the chiefs are gonna smack somebody coming up here they are They, they can't i i don't know what is i don't know why they haven't since last november 1st but it's coming and i think it's coming for the eagles short rest banged up look bad Jalen Hurts is this roller coaster type of quarterback. Now he could have a great game. He's we've seen him have great games, but I don't know that I trust him. And you know, you talked at the jump about uh, you know the Bengals a good teaser. I think the Chiefs are a great second teaser partner here. I, I don't think they're going to go one three, especially against the Eagles, who looked really really bad last night. Uh, I, g- give me the Chiefs even minus six they'll be on teasers with me and if I'm wrong I'll, I'll feel dumb about it because the Chiefs are trying to tell us they're a bad bet like just like you said but I think it's they're going to take out their frustrations on somebody and what better week than this week
1: your points are all very well taken but let me ask you this mm-hmm. other than obviously Andy Reid I think he's already in the Hall of Fame Patrick Mahomes is the best player in football Travis Kelsey is already in the Hall of Fame and Although Tyreek Hill hasn't done much the last two weeks. He's on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Take those four guys out of it. My challenge to you, Frank Schwab, tell me something you like about the Kansas City Chiefs that doesn't involve those four people, anything that you like at all. Mm. Buckner doesn't Mm. count either. He's a good kicker, fine. But what do you like about the team other than all that?
0: Tyron Matthews is good. Chris Jones is a beast. And what about Josh Gordon? Josh Gordon's back. Run your waiver wire to get Josh Gordon for the 28th straight year. And uh, no, no, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. They, they're missing one piece and I, I it should have been Clyde Edwards alaire and it's not we talked about that last week I do wish they had one other option that it, it, it was Nico Hardman or, or whatever maybe their offensive line is, a, is is an asset I still think it will be but you're right no doubt but I just think that those guys you mentioned are, you know, we're all ta- we're talking about Hall of Fame guys, you know, whether Tyreek is or not, I know the other three are. Uh, it's, it's, that's pretty good, pretty good hand to hold. It's, you you're holding pocket aces to start, sometimes the flop and the turn doesn't really matter that much. So I think that, you know, I, I think this Chiefs team is going to, th- again, I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. And I do think one of these weeks they're going to put up a number that says, you know what, we're just sick of hearing about how, you know, we're, we're running to it in last place. We're just going to, the heck out of somebody to kind of prove that we're not we haven't gone anywhere
1: my favorite division football by far is the nfc west i think every team is compelling is watchable so when i see the cardinals at the rams i'm excited about it the rams are spotting six in this game and and as you expect a very high total of 54 and a half Uh, you know the the cardinals can be kind of a, a little schizoid at times um i'm still not a kingsbury fan but you know murray is ridiculous they have a really deep stable of skill talent on that team and just seeing Matthew Stafford, you know, out of the bad relationship with Detroit, you know, free to to date somebody else and, and be happy with the Rams with Sean McVay, who was, of course, not happy with Jared Goff. Cooper Cup, would he be a first round pick in fantasy right now? It just seems like he's Ooh. always open. Desha- Deshaun wow. Jackson stretches the defense. Higby and Woods are, are good players. Imagine if Cam Akers were still on this team, healthy. Uh, just how, how dangerous they would be. And, and of course, they have, they have two gigantic difference makers on defense that said six points is a lot to spot to it against a team that i think is going to score so i have to lean cardinals in this game mostly i'm going to watch this as a very engaged football fan absolutely I, i'm with you
0: i think this is going against the public tide we're going to talk about how great the rams are all week and i think the spreads a little inflated because of that they're a good team. they're, they're a great team. they're number one in my power rankings and, and i don't even think you can make an argument for anybody else but this cardinals team look if you want to give them an excuse for last week i think they were looking ahead I think they knew, like we're going to beat Jacksonville because Jacksonville's terrible. Our game of the you know first quadrant of the season is next week, and they kind of slept walked last week. That ain't going to happen this week. I think Kyler is just a phenomenal playmaker, and he he has the chance to turn your lights out. Let me put it to you this way: I, I will not put the Rams in any teasers. I will not consider them for my survivor picks because if you're asking me, you know which of these kind of six six and a half seven point favorites might get upset, it might be the Rams I, just because I. I think the Cardinals have that in them. I, I does Kingsbury versus McVeigh worry me? Absolutely, and it doesn't make me sleep well at night. But I'll still be on the Cardinals plus six, just because I think the, the line's a little too high. I think this Cardinals team. Even if they get beat, they're going to be able to, you know, have a chance at the back door late because they can score with Kyler. I, I think I think plus six is the only way to go here. This line's too high.
1: Great. So it's definitely going to be probably one of my five picks uh, when I throw my darts on Friday. So I'm glad we're in agreement on that. The other half of the division is also playing the Seahawks go to San Francisco. It's a straight three 49ers are favored totals 52. This just looks like the week where people start talking down the Seahawks and Russell Wilson said, no, I'm, I'm still here. <laughs> right. This seems like Seattle outright. I, I think even if the line were under three, it, I just, and I'm granted that the Niners, you know, just gave away a game that they maybe could have won, but I think Seattle's the more desperate team. I don't think the 49ers are demonstrably better anyway. I, i'm never surprised when garoppolo makes a good throw or a bad throw i don't know when they're going to tr- transition to, to trey lance week seven might look good after a bye week i think the seahawks win this game outright i feel pretty convicted of that what did that, say you
0: uh, that's interesting because i i like the 49ers just because i do not like the seahawks defense i think that i think this defense might be bad I, you're just watching last week i mean obviously the week before derrick henry just runs wild on them but the, he's you know, he's derrick henry he's great then you're watching the Vikings last week, and it's like all of a sudden Alexander Madison is making you think like, hey, don't rush back, Dalvin. You know, we, we got a guy. But is that – I mean, that Madison's a good player. I'm not saying that. But is he really the kind of guy who's just going to run you up and down the field like he did on the Seahawks? He shouldn't be – that offensive line shouldn't be pushing you around and it pushed around the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks' defense might be bad. Uh, they don't get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. They're not great in the secondary. Bobby Wagner's still a Hall of Fame player, but I, they don't have a lot on that defense that makes me think this is a really high-end team. And I think Shanahan can take advantage of that. I think that they're assuming some health. Trey Sermon started to kind of look like he felt a little more confident in the second half last week. If they could run the ball and establish that, I, I think that that opens up everything, and, and they're really going to cruise on offense here. Now, you know, Russ might keep them in the game because he's Russ, and I, I don't discount that at all. I wonder how healthy Lockett is. That was a scary looking injury. I know he came back later in the game, but but boy, I I, I said that I have Tyler Lockett on pretty much every one of my fantasy teams, and I was saying, what am I going to do? Do I pick up Swain? Like well, okay, he's done for the year, and then he comes back. And that's great, and I'm I'm totally happy. But I wonder how healthy Lockett will be this week, and he's such a big difference to that narrow narrow route tree they or the narrow, narrow target tree they have. So I'm on the 49ers. I, I, I'm not saying I'm. I'm feel great about it for every reason you said russ is a tough guy to bet against uh, Pete carroll always finds a way when you're doubting him to, to come up with a big win but it mostly comes down to, for me anyway that i just don't have any trust in the seattle defense right now
1: you know as much as i respect kyle shanahan offensive coach uh run game designer and obviously you know mike shanahan's son who you know, about as influential a running coach as i could think of they did nothing on the ground against Philadelphia two weeks ago when Eli Mitchell was still yeah. healthy. And I yeah. thought Sermon looked very indecisive adjusting to the speed of the NFL game. Now Maybe the Eagles have a good defensive front. I, I don't think anybody thinks anything special about this Packers defense. And Trey Sermon was running in cement. It looked like for most of that game. I don't know if Mitchell's back. I don't, I don't know what the status of hasty is. Again, we always think that Shanahan can, can go down to the the local grocery store and find a hundred yards and a touchdown from, from anybody working there. But I, th- I think maybe we're over our skis a little bit about how good this offense is. It, it There's a lot of star power in it. George Kittle is one of the best players in, in the league. It's great to see Debo Samuel back doing Debo Samuel things. At, at some point, they're going to get Ayuk out of the doghouse and get him going. But I'm not sold on Garoppolo. I'm not sure who their running back of consequence is. I think they're actually really going to miss Raheem Mostert. I think his injury was kind of brushed off as, oh, who cares? They have so many great running backs anyway. It's not going to matter. I I think they would really love to have Raheem Mostert right now. So I guess I'm not convicted. I'm, I'm not as sure on this running game as maybe I thought I was going to be in August.
0: That's very fair, very fair. And yeah, you're right. Everybody figured, oh, Mulsters out. Now, you know, Sermon and Mitchell will be just fine. And Sermon is just yet another rookie who's struggling this year. And who knows what's going on with this whole class. But yeah, you make great points. And I'm going to have to really reconsider before I I post my picks on Thursday morning because, yeah, I I, I initially just said I don't like the Seahawks' defense. But maybe this 49ers offense, yeah, hey, maybe we did give, give them a little too much credit before they did anything.
1: Not really sure what to do with the Ravens and Broncos. Uh, Baltimore, after their miracle win or the miraculous win over Kansas City, mailed it in against the Lions and really should have lost. Uh, the, you know, Again, the Lions find macabre ways to lose or the league finds weird ways to screw them. The two greatest players other than Bobby Lane, they are two other greatest players in, in league in team history. You know, Sanders and, and Megatron retire at the peak of their powers. It's just life as a Detroit Lions fan. Ravens somehow stumbled through that game and won. Now they go to Denver. Uh, surprise, three and zero. But the schedule has played into it. I tip to you. You said we got to get this Broncos defense to start the season. Look at their schedule, and it, it's been really good to us. Uh, Denver's a one and a half point favorite in this game. It's a pretty low total of 44 which way you leaning this way
0: i mean uh, for one let me me say this because i was just on the radio talking about this too i can't remember any other regular season kick of my lifetime basically there's a few here and there and i wasn't alive when tom dempsey hit his not only is justin tucker the most memorable regular season kick ever one of the top five kicks period along with in the snow and Super Bowl and all that I think it's one of the top, like, 25 most memorable plays I'm ever going to see. Like, that's how great that kick was. It was just, you're kicking two yards further than anybody's ever kicked a field goal before. Game on the line, not in the thin air of Denver, and it hits the crossbar. I, I will remember forever watching that kick. What a play. What a player, by the way. All of favor, easily. I almost first ballot as a kicker. But I, I, I don't know what to make of this game either because my first thought was, is Ravens for me? I think the Broncos are overrated. They've played the Giants, Jaguars, and Jets. who are zero nine, and and probably th- maybe the three worst teams of football. But uh, Broncos do pass the eye test. I hate saying it because that's it's so like you know going against analytics and all the things we should love. But uh, they they kind of look good. Uh, and losing Hamler does you know it does affect their offense more than we want to admit. I just don't know that this Ravens. What do you make of the Ravens? The Ravens could be zero three or three zero. They're about four or five plays away from either one of those ends of the spectrum. I don't know what to make of this game. I don't know how to bet it. I don't, if you have an opinion, I'd love to hear it because I don't know whether to trust the Broncos. I don't know if the Ravens are just squeaking by and they're eventually going to get exposed. It's a very tough game for me to bet.
1: I'm leaning Ravens thinking they, I think they outplayed the Raiders for the majority of the Monday night game, but Oakland kind of stole that game. Now, you could maybe make the, the case that the Kansas City-Baltimore game was the opposite, where Kansas City was in control of that and Baltimore stole that game. It's Teams have letdowns after big emotional wins. So I, I guess the, the, what they did against Detroit, and also, geez, I mean, Hollywood Brown. I mean, how many touchdowns? <laughs> Three touchdown passes, yeah. two on the same drive. Um, thankfully, we didn't need him in, in our co-managed fantasy team that we won anyway but man i feel for anybody who needed hollywood brown Ooh. getting open's great you're to catch the ball, yeah, catch the ball yeah.
0: and he, um, he doesn't have that problem so it was a really weird performance yes but
1: you, you mentioned tom dempsey did you i'm sure you being the great nfl historian that oh, you yeah, are yeah. 1917 that dempsey, yeah 19. that tom dempsey kick beat the lions 1917 wow. yeah, just yeah, like the justin kick the justin tucker kick beat the lions 19 to 17 Unbelievable. and it's funny i was thinking when you were talking about tucker i was trying to think of how many regular season kicks i can even name i know tucker had the one at detroit on a monday night like yeah. a 59 yarder i want it was to 61, say 61 61 was 61 okay i knew it was in that neighborhood i remember that kick but most of the other regular season kicks i remember are misses are, are mike Vanderjet oh, putting sure. his fingers together sure. like i'm money and shanking it yeah, yeah, yeah. you know or um that great uh the Saints had that great relay touchdown and then John Carney shanked (laughs) the extra point, you know, it's it's more kicking failure in the regular season. I remember because kickers kicker legacies are are built in the playoffs. And Justin Tucker still doesn't have that. I think as soon as Justin Tucker does something in the playoffs, he can maybe be seen as the best kicker of all time until then. I think we have to side with Vin Terry, Uh, but they're they're both going to the hall of fame. I'm going to leave Ravens in this game. I don't think I'm going to bet on it. Let's talk about a couple of teams that have been really fun. The Panthers, 3-0, and again, the schedule hasn't been great, but their defense, they drafted for defense, they loaded up the defense, looks great. Even without Christian McCaffrey, I think the offense is still interesting. Uh, Dallas, a very defendable loss at Tampa Bay, and since then they've beaten uh, two teams. They, they beat the Chargers mm-hmm. on the road. They absolutely wayla- you know, way just lambasted, uh, woodshedded the, the, the Eagles on Monday night. Dallas is five-point favorite at home. I think it's a little bit high. Total's 50.5. You buying the Cowboys high, or do you think the <sighs> Panthers can hang?
0: This is a tough one.
1: I mean, two of the three, three and 3-0 against the spread teams in the
0: NFL. The Broncos are the third. Uh, it's the Like You look at the Panthers and you say, okay, the Saints game was really, really impressive, but they've, okay, who else did they play? They they played the Jets. They played the Texans, who I, I think hold two of the bottom three spots in my power rankings. They took a long time to put away the Texans last week, and I get it. It's a Thursday night game where you lose McCaffrey early on, so you got to throw out a lot of your game plan. But – that, that concerned me a little bit. Whereas the Cowboys, there's no picket holes in their schedule. Uh, they, they cover, they should have beat the Buccaneers. They barely lost that game. They beat the chargers and that game is going to age really, really well. And then they, just, like you said, they just blew out the Eagles. So I'm skeptical on the Cowboys still, but why? Like, whatever we've seen this year from the Cowboys is really good. And I wonder if I'm being a little too stubborn. I'm not, not buying in yet. Just saying, uh, okay, we'll, we'll see Cowboys. I, I don't know. I, I really like this Panthers team. I lean that way. I'm, I, I could also see me looking really, really stupid when the Cowboys are like, "Hey, we're trying to tell you we're really good. We, we've been telling you for three weeks. Why didn't you believe us?" And they win, you know, 20-10 or something like that. Uh, it's it's a it's a tough game. I think the line's a little too high. I'll take the Panthers, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if if you know the Cowboys come out and show yet again, hey, you know, we are going to be a force to be reckoned with this year.
1: It'll be interesting to see how the Cowboys handle success. They just had a, mm-hmm. a Monday night win where they did everything right. Now they have to come back in a short week. Do they lose their focus? I'm, I'm not the biggest Mike McCarthy fan in the world. It would, it would be very Cowboys for them maybe to stub their toe after they become everybody's darling. But here's what I think is the underserved part of their story. This used to be a horrible Cowboys defense. I think it's actually competent now. I'm not saying say it's, it's great. You know what? But team it reminds used to be, of used to be a gigantic. Yeah problem i don't think it's a gigantic no. problem anymore
0: it reminds me a lot of and this is kind of the go-to of this build of a team of the 2009 saints where their offense was just great and their defense wasn't great but they made plays they whenever they needed to turn somebody over they could they they, they were aggressive they took a lot of chances they mm-hmm. weren't gonna stop they weren't gonna you know they weren't gonna hold you to eight first downs or anything but they were going to do enough to help that offense out. And that's kind of what I, I, I get vibes of, okay, this defense might not be the best play by play by play, but they can make a play when they need to they can Turn a turn over. They can get a sack when they need to. Michael Parsons can make a play when, whenever they need it. That's the kind of vibe I'm getting from this defense. So yeah, it's not a, it's not a debacle anymore. Like it was last year. Is it? It's a, it's a defense that's functional within the complementary football. When you have, you know, two great running backs and, yeah, you know, two great tight ends or good tight ends, three receivers that can beat you. A quarterback is looking good. An officer, their offense is going to be really, really good. What we thought they'd be last year. And the defense might be you know, good enough, at least in make a big plays to,
1: to be a complete team. Right. Isn't what the chiefs want to be, right? The offense yeah. is getting 30, maybe 35, maybe 40. Just make a couple plays, take the ball away once or twice. You know, you don't have to stop them all day. Just stop them a few times and the offense can win the game. I think they're trying to go for that blueprint. All that said, I still lean Carolina. So the Browns and Vikings, here's an interesting game. Minnesota could be 3-0 or 0-3. They very convincingly, I think fairly convincingly, beat Seattle last week. But still, they're home underdogs this week. They're catching 1.5 over at BetMGM. It's a 52.5 total. I don't know what to make of the Browns. I respect the Browns. I think they're a solid team. I think they're well-coached. Obviously, they made Justin Fields' life miserable last week. I I think they're a good team. I'm not sure they're a great team. Minnesota... Somebody once said that you're petrified when you bet on Kirk Cousins and you're still scared if you bet against Kirk Cousins. Obviously, the Vikings have good skill talent. I'm not sure the status of Cook for this week. So I'm struggling with this one. I'm leaning towards the home dog, but I don't think I have conviction. What do you say?
0: I think I'm going to go Browns. It's not the kind of bet I usually do where you have one team that, that the public seems to really be behind, other team people have given up on, but yet the line is just begging you to bet the Browns, right? Like... And we've already said home field's not that big of a deal. So why why would I hesitate on the Browns? The the Browns' defensive line might be really, really, really good. And I don't and Matt Nagy is is begging to be fired at this point with his game plans. Like he did nothing to help Justin Fields. Miles Garrett called him out on that. But I, I do think that a lot of that was just that the Browns can get after the quarterback. And I don't like this Vikings offensive line. Still, they're better than they have been in years past, but not good. Uh, A lot of this will have to do – does Dalvin play? If he doesn't, then I'm I'm even more – like, as good as Madison played last week, he's not Dalvin Cook yet. So we'll see what his status is going forward. I haven't seen anything definitive. But, you know, if he's ruled out, I'll be even more confident on the Browns. It seems like a a donkey play. I'm going to take the road favorite here. Everybody's darling. The Cleveland Browns, they just blew out the Bears – and nobody's going to be taking the Vikings, which is usually the side I like. I like the contrarian play. But I just think the Browns are the better team right here. And I don't know that we've fully embraced how good this defense might be.
1: Well, I'll give you another contrarian opportunity. The Steelers have looked oh. as bad as you can look the last two weeks. How did they yeah. ever beat Buffalo in week one? Right. Yeah. And, and you know what? I like Najee Harris. But when you target him 19 times, I think you've run out of ideas. You know, he's not,
0: he's
1: not a Daniel Tomlinson. Uh, anyway, the Steelers are going to Green Bay. Uh I still can't get that Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams, the first throw on that final drive out of my mind. Just go look at where Adams is when Rodgers throws it. It's just ridiculous. And a great catch by Adams as well. So the Packers off their big win, spotting seven at home at Lambeau. It's just a 45.5 total. Man, I said Roethlisberger's on the 18th hole. I, I mean, I feel like he's putting out now. I, uh, I, I He would, might, he might even be in the, the 19th season.
0: hole, in a beer or two in the clubhouse. Are you
1: willing to hold your nose and take the Steelers? Or are you going to lay the spot with the pack? I,
0: I can't take the Steelers. I just
1: can't. I, I think the book is out on Roethlisberger
0: that everybody knows now. He's he can't throw it downfield. He's not. He can't move in the pocket. He's he's a guy who like. And I wrote this in Winners and Losers on Sunday. And it, not that I'm trying to dance on his grave, but I wrote it's time for them to think about benching him. It really is. And I know Tomlin said, you know, we didn't consider it, but he should have Ben, just, it's done. He's he's just not there anymore. And I just can't take a team like that on the road. I guess a Packers team that has to be feeling pretty good about itself. Now the second half against the lions was their wake up call. I I was skeptical last week when we talked about, Hey, do we trust the first six quarters or the last two quarters? Well, we should trust the last two quarters. They looked pretty good in that game. I thought they, they controlled most of that game. That San Francisco just had a nice comeback at the end. I, I take the. I, I can't take this. Let me put it this way. I don't know that I love taking the Packers, but I can't take the Steelers. I just can't get behind them. I oh, in, in our our pick'em pool or whatever that we're both in. I'll I'll be on the Packers just because I don't know that I trust the Steelers offense to really uh, to even keep
1: this close. Well, here's the other thing. I don't think we're getting the best version of Pittsburgh's defense right now. with T.J. Watt no, yeah, compromise, yeah, yeah. right? Because you could see, at least talk yourself into Pittsburgh saying Mike Tomlin defense. They'll ugly the game up. They'll just run you know, Harris into the ground. But and, they can't even they can run s- that's
0: a thing. that thing. I know, the line that, stinks yeah. too. It's like, it's like, I agree with you. I totally agree with you, Scott. You make a great point. But to play that kind of way, you need to have Najee Harris run for 90, 100 yards. Like, I, right now, he's just stuck in the mud because that offensive line so bad.
1: Talk about things I was wrong. I thought the WFT was a good bet in the NFC East. Don't feel that way anymore. I thought their defense was was really good and had the chance to be great. It's looked awful. And Arthur Smith uh, doing great with Cordell Patterson. Uh, with Kyle Pitts, not so much. The Falcons are at home in this game. They're catching a point. The over-under is 48. Two disappointing teams. What do you make WFT Falcons?
0: Uh, I'm going to be stubborn on Washington one more week, and I'm going to be willing to lose money on them one more week. I think this might be what my top play of the week. I, I, I think the Falcons are a bad football team. I think they beat another bad football team last week in the Giants. Good for them. Great Arthur Smith. I, I'm, I'm happy for you. to Get your first win. That's great. They have not gotten Calvin Ridley going, like you said. Kyle Pitts has been basically a non-factor. I don't trust their defense. I don't trust their line. If the, if the Washington football team can't get right here, it's just not going to happen. We can cross them off the list. They're just not going to be a good football team. So I'm giving them one more shot. I'm going to say. I'm trusting you. I trust you. Before the season, you had the, the the nice win, obviously against the Giants, week two to keep you afloat. Looked absolutely terrible last week, but maybe that was more about the Bills. Maybe the the Bills are are really really an elite team. I, I'm I'm going on Washington again, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I'll cross them off the list and and probably bet against them the rest of the year out of spite. But I gotta I gotta give them one more shot before I jump off the ship.
1: And you know they probably could have won that first week against the Chargers. Obviously, it yeah. hurt to lose Fitzpatrick early on. Uh, we still have a handful of games. We don't have a bunch of time. So let's go into warp speed for the remainder of the slate. Games with big spreads are never appealing for me to bet. Uh, Buffalo's at home against Houston. One of the best teams in football. One of the worst. Although to be fair to Houston, they don't look at like the worst team in football. They just look like n- another kind of bad team. Mm-hmm. Buffalo's giving 16 and a half. I'm sure they will be popular survivor picks. And the total is 48.
0: Uh, Bills. I-, I just think they're getting going. What I saw from them on Sunday was really impressive. they, uh, the, the Washington scored once on a long Gibson touchdown and once on a really, really short field after a kickoff return fumble. The Bills just absolutely dominated them and should have won that game by 40. I just don't think Texans can hang. I, I think the Bills, I think Stephon Diggs has his breakout game. Uh, not that you know, this year breakout game. He hasn't been a factor yet. I think they get him going. I think they get a lot of guys going. I think just might be another Josh Allen five touchdown game. I, it, it's the Bills for me, even at that spread, which I really hate laying.
1: I love the depth of their offense too. I love that one week it could be Sanders, one week it, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be some of the other receivers. Beasley's having a great season. He was a, a great value in the summer. Even
0: Dawson Knox has
1: come come alive a little bit. Really good skill talent, and Zach Moss looks uh, rejuvenated. And you know, Devin Devin Singletary, you know, he gets five yards of carry no matter what. He's allergic to the end zone, but good football player. So the Lions found a way to lose last week. Now they go to Chicago, who's spotting three. Uh, What six completions for Justin Fields, nine sacks absorbed. The total is 42. If you had told me Matt Nagy was trying to sabotage Justin Fields, I would have believed it. I hated the game plan. Even the Browns, as you said, were calling it out. When I I can't stand either team, I I tend to side with the underdog. At least the the Lions have a pluckiness, right? I mean, they hung around with, they they made the comeback against the 49ers. Mm -hmm. You could argue they outplayed the Packers for a half, Mm -hmm. and you could argue they outplayed the Ravens for the balance of the game last week. I, I think Campbell was a good hire. I think the team believes in him. I like that the way they're using Swift. I was afraid to draft Swift before the season. I think they're using him as, as they should. So he's like game script, uh, you know, totally. The game script doesn't matter with Swift anymore. I think Williams was like even a nice add. So I'm going to take the Lions, take the points here. I think the Lions are going to win this game outright.
0: I think the Lions win this game outright, too. Because they, like you said, like, look, let's let's go back and look there. Yeah, week one was a little fluky, that comeback. But San Francisco's a really good team, and they made them sweat at the end. They, uh, they were leading at Lambeau Field at halftime. Packers are a good football team. I do think the Ravens are going to be a good football team, and they should have beat them. They've been competitive all three weeks. I think they're buying into what Dan Campbell's selling. I think they're playing hard still. And there's a worry about the emotional letdown after losing a game like that. But I think it could work the other way, too, where they're saying, you know what? We should have beat the Ravens. We know we can beat the Bears. I think they come in here fired up to get a win. I, I think they get it. I, I just – I have no trust in the Bears right now. I, I don't know – watching Justin Fields was, it's hard. It was hard to watch him. I don't think that the game plan did him any favors. I also think he was scared to throw the ball. I, he just looked bad. The coaching is bad. The team is bad. I, I who knows? I don't know if it is a gimpy Andy Dalton really helped. Probably not. So yeah, I, I think the lions Lions money line here is going to be my play.
1: I, I come back to what you said earlier where, with Herbert and even to some extent Burrow, I, I think they made it. They overstated how easy it is to play quarterback in the NFL. And All these rookies seem to be struggling and, Maybe there's a case for the the Patrick Mahomes, you know, a sit and learn, right? I mean, I know he played out of his mind at the end of that season. And maybe, you know, I, I, I don't know. I a lot of people are like, why is it Justin Fields playing week one? You know, now yeah, I, I can was, see yeah. that that was the right move, yeah, not to yeah. play him against Aaron Donald. Yeah, well,
0: not until I think they should sit him until the coaching staff gets fired, which honestly might be Monday. Honestly, really. Would it be shocking to you if the Lions win this game and Matt Nagy's fired on Monday?
1: Not at all. Not at all. Um, the Colts, disappointing 0-3. The Dolphins, uh, a disappointing 1-2. and Not sure who the quarterback's going to be for Miami. Miami's at home, spotting a point and a half, and a low total of 43.5.
0: I'm jumping totally off the Colts bandwagon here. I just can't do it. I, I just I can't take him on the road. I can't trust Carson Wentz uh, in his state. I, I think he's better than people give him credit for. But yet, he could barely move on Sunday. I'm not sure how much better he's going to be. The, the Quentin Nelson's, I, I assume, going to be out. Uh, and that's a, he's probably their best player. I don't know that they can get their running game going without him. I just don't like anything about the Colts right now. Not that I love Jacoby Brissett, but they did fight hard at the end of that game to push it to overtime. I'll take the Dolphins, just because I just have kind of given up on this thought that the Colts might be good this year.
1: Yeah, not towards Brian Flores. I also like that Gaskin has five yards of carrying every game, so at least they have something that can hang their head on with him. So I'll lean towards the home team. Giants let me down. I thought they were in a great spot last week against the Falcons. They found a way to lose that game. Now they travel to the Saints. Man, just weird to see the Saints. All defense, all boring offense, uh, except when Taysom Hill comes in. I mean, they're doing everything they can to make sure Jameis Winston doesn't affect games. The Saints are spotting eight. totals, pretty low, 43 and a half.
0: Yeah, Jameis Winston has less than 400 yards passing this year. It's amazing. Uh, th- this is not the modern NFL. They have nobody on offense who scares you. Uh, but I, I do think they get a jolt from the home crowd. Like we talked about, you know, home field advantage is dead. But the first game back at the Superdome, I, mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty big deal. I think that crowd's going to be rocking. I just don't like laying the eight here because I don't trust her offense. I, I who, uh, Kamara, look, Kamara's a, a superstar. I mean, he might end up at Hall of Fame someday if he stays healthy. But other than him, who on that offense... I, you're worried about Adam Troutman. You're worried about the ghost of Marcus Callaway, who we thought was going to be good. I, I don't even. I, there's just nobody on this offense that really can create anything, Jameis included. So it's hard for me to bet on an offense like that to cover more than eight points. So I think I'll just probably pick the Giants out of default, but with no conviction, no pennies on it. I probably won't even watch this game because it's not going to be very pretty.
1: Yeah, that's my lean, too. And speaking of unwatchable games, the final game on our slate, the Titans go to the Jets. Uh, I'll say this. The Jets' defense has been plucky, but the offense, Zach Wilson looks as lost as any of the rookie quarterbacks. The Jets are catching 7.5 at home. It's a total of 46. I'd like to know where those 46 points are going to come from. (laughs) What are you doing with Tennessee and New York?
0: Yeah, and if I'm making an argument for the Jets, it's that Zach Wilson's been, had a guy in his lap every week, but the Titans can't rush a quarterback. So, it's it's the immovable, movable you know movable force uh, whatever I, that I just don't know what what wins out here the Jets terrible offensive line or the Titans terrible pass rush so maybe Will we'll has some time can get comfortable could keep it within seven I, I will not trust the Jets here I think the Titans have the offensive explosiveness to to put them away to win this game I, I again not a game I want to go gonna want to have any interest in uh, I, but I, I can't pick you can't pick the Jets I, I will say like. Isn't this screaming to be the second part of that teaser we talked about at the top? Like, you're just, you're going to give me the Titans at one and a half. Like, who, how could that possibly lose? And we see games like that lose every single week in the NFL. So beware of that a little bit. But still, how could you trust the Jets right now?
1: You know, it's killing me that I don't have more Derrick Henry exposure. If This is actually the year. they're I've always felt he could catch 45 passes if they wanted oh, him right. to. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be, a, a you know, Austin Eckler, this route runner. Just put him in the flat. Let him catch the ball and be tackled by the lighter guys in the defense once in a while. He doesn't always have to be tackled by the big beef in the <laughs> middle of the field. And now nine catches the last. He's more catches than Alvin Kamara for crying out loud. I, he does. I did not know that. Wow. Wow. That yeah. is, that's something. I, I, fee- I pity anybody who's going up against Derrick Henry this week because I think he's going to have a, monster, a big, big statement, right? If we redrafted, Derrick Henry would be the first pick. In any draft. So uh, we've talked a lot of betting today. We've talked a lot of fantasy. We've talked a lot of football. And if you want more betting advice for all sports, uh, be sure to subscribe to the Yahoo Sportsbook Daily on your podcast platform of choice. You'll get a lot of Frank Schwab on that show. Uh, And if you're on Twitter, get social with us. Scott underscore Pianowski is how you catch me. Yahoo Schwab is how you get in touch with Frank. And you can, of course, get all the news and analysis from the fantasy world. Our team of experts, Yahoo Fantasy. As for this podcast, uh, Matt and Dalton will be back tomorrow. Stat Nerd Thursday, taping on a Wednesday, coming your way on Thursday. Previewing the Jaguars, Bengals, and talking all sorts of statty stuff to get you going for week four. Till then, my buddy Frank, or producer Brett, keeping us on the air and sounding great. I'm Scott Pianowski, straight cash, homie. Go cash your tickets. Talk to you soon.